everyone welcome in to a, another daily editorial here on the ke report scory and chad here getting an update from west red lake gold mines traded on the tsx venture exchange under the symbol wrlg and on the otcqb under the symbol wrlgf we are chatting with the vp of exploration will robinson now we're going to get a broad update here on the drilling that the company has released over the last couple months dealing with all the drilling that happened in 2023 both at the madsen gold mine as well as at the rowan gold project well, let's start off at the Rowan Gold Project. This is an earlier stage asset. It does have a resource on it, but focused on the drilling from last year, the company drilled a little over 20,000 meters. Now, I understand most of this was mainly focused on validating the resource. Let's start there. Take us through really what you learned in that over 20,000 meters really based on validating that resource. Thanks, guys, for having me on today. Yeah, on Rowan, we drilled 62 holes, a little over 20,000 meters, as, as you said, Corey. Uh, we learned a lot about the system throughout that drilling program. It was really one of the, uh, the first real drilling programs that the Rowan property ever had completed on it. Uh, most of the previous campaigns were very low meterage, um, a few holes here and there as budget would allow. Um, and as a result, you know, there was very selective analytical techniques being applied where Previous operators would only sample the very high grade, you know, quartz vein intervals that would contain visible gold. But um, the way that we wanted to approach Rowan this year is basically validate the existing resource, which is a little over 800,000 ounces in the ground, 9.2 grams, and learn more about the system overall. You know, the grade distribution, the controls on the high grade portions of, of Rowan. And so as such, you know, the program was focused on the two main ore shoots out there. Uh, the Most of the drilling was focused on the east zone, which is a high-grade ore shoot. We currently have defined over 250 meters strike length. During 2023, we extended the depth of that ore shoot down to around 500 meters. And all indications are that it still remains open at depth. The other ore shoot is to the west. We call it the west zone. That's actually the area that had most of the historic mining completed on at Rowan. So the East Zone essentially has no mining on it. Um, historically, it's a completely intact ore shoot, which is, you know, bodes well for us for any future uh, development scenarios. But yeah, it was, a, it was a very successful program. We intercepted the highest grade intercept ever across the Rowan property uh, during the program, which was 70.8 grams per ton gold over 8.3 meters. We had a press release on that just out before Beaver Creek and had a nice piece of show core to, to bring with us for that conference. But I mean, there was a number of other really nice intercepts, you know, high grades over mineable widths, 50 grams over four meters, 66 point grams over two meters, 45 grams over two meters. So that's one of the, you know, the narratives that we really look to change at Rowan in 2023. And I think a lot of the drilling demonstrated that is that this isn't just a very narrow, skinny, high grade system with questionable tonnage for any kind of future mining scenario. I think what we demonstrated at Rowan in 2023 was that, no, we're actually hitting, yes, you know, high grade, narrow intercepts at times, but a lot of cases we see that grade continuing into the wall rock away from, you know, the high grade quartz veins. And that's something I think was not previously recognized or fully appreciated by, by previous operators where they would only sample the high grade narrow quartz vein, but leave, you know, mineralization left behind in the wall rock where what we recognize is that the alteration zone oftentimes continues into the wall rock away from the narrow quartz vein. 
And so by doing top to bottom assaying in the holes, we gave ourselves a much better chance at accurately representing the grade distribution throughout the system. And so what we would often see is a very high grade hit within the quartz vein where we'd see the BG, but then we could see, you know, one to two grams within one to two meters or more on either side of that hit. And then once you start spreading that grade out over three to four meters, I mean, that's, that's a mineable width all day long. So I think that was one of the big successes of the program. We also came out with some metallurgical test results. This was a you know, preliminary study that we did, PEA level, if you will, just to look at the amenability of the material at Rowan to the same type of flow sheet that you know, we could expect to maybe use at Madsen down the road. And the results of that were very encouraging. We were getting gold extraction above 98%, you know, with 70 to 80% at, at times, just within the gravity recoverable portion. And so, yeah, very coarse to coarse nuggety gold at Rowan. And, you know, it basically lends itself very well to gravity separation, which in typical milling operations, that's going to be easy ounces right off the front end that you could capture with the Nelson concentrator. So we're really happy to see those results confirm what we had expected as far as the metallurgy is concerned. Well, Will, I really appreciate you breaking that down for us as far as A, that the nuggety goal is amenable to gravity separation. That is a nice thing when you move into a development scenario, but also what you mentioned about the top to bottom assays, because we have had a lot of questions about, you know, these are very high grade hits, but sometimes over narrow intercepts. And now that you're showing mineable widths of three to four meters where the hanging wall and the footwall still has mineralization, I think that demonstrates to the market that these intercepts you're finding at Rowan, you're putting a little more meat on the bones for people as far as a mining scenario compared to what prior operators have done. And let's just remind people, this Rowan property, there's three prior producing mines here, and you're going to be exploring and stepping out on this year's drill campaign. So you did a good job of infilling and building confidence and data density in last year's program. But talk to us about the program that you hope to kick off in the summer here, where you're going to focus more on discovery and stepping out and and going to depth on this Rowan property. Yeah, for sure. So as you mentioned, the 2023 program is mainly focused on, you know, validation, increasing our confidence. We've got a, an additional 10 to 15,000 meters planned for this year at Rowan. That program is going to be mainly focused on growth. And so what, what we're in the process of, of finalizing now is updating the geologic model along with the top to bottom assaying we we're doing on the holes. We were also collecting a plethora of oriented core data which we're putting through a fine-tooth comb and very diligently incorporating into our new geologic interpretation. And a lot of new things are coming to light on the ore body that were previously unrecognized as far as the, uh, the structural controls on why we have these two you know, nice high-grade ore shoots on the east and west zone, like what's actually controlling those. And, and only a, when you understand that completely is, gives you the best chance of going in and actually growing those areas effectively with the drilling. So we're in the process right now of refining that geologic model, and, and this next run of drilling will be uh, fully focused on growth at Rowan, not just uh, you know infill and validation. Okay, so the growth potential at Rowan. How is your team envisioning this Rowan project playing into the overall company strategy when, look, a lot of people are focused on the Madsen mine, the drilling that's going there, and also wondering when or how you're going to bring Madsen back into production, how does Rowan fit into the company strategy? No, you're absolutely right. Madsen is, is definitely the, the number one priority. We're going to be laser focused on that asset in 2024. But you know what something like Rowan can do for a project like Madsen, you know, further down the road is 
provide additional optionality potentially as far as providing a you know a supplemental high grade feed source even if it is at you know a lower tonnage per day that you're sprinkling in at the mill with the uh, bulk of the material coming from the Madsen deposit it really does help move the needle especially if you have you know a certain level of throughput that you're limited to um, at the mill the only real way to boost that production profile is to bring higher grade material to the mill so if if a project can benefit from having you know one or two additional feed sources that are at significantly higher grades than the material that they're running on a daily basis from the main deposit, that can give you a huge advantage and gives you a lot of optionality for meeting you know, annual guidance or even you know, recognizing a step change in the overall production profile of, of the mine. Well, well, we'll keep following along as you put out that technical report from the Rowan property and the gold project there, just as all of that data is compiled and as you continue to drill it this year to look for growth. So it's going to be an exciting part of the story, but let's shift over to Madsen because that is the uh, flagship here. That is where a lot of the market is focused. Just this month in February, you've already put out a couple press releases at some of the drilling you're doing down at the North Austin zone. Talk to us about some of the drill results here, what the takeaways are for investors as far as this North Austin zone. Yeah, North Austin is an area we're really excited about. It's a new area within the Madsen deposit, but it's also, you know, the northeast extension of the of the existing mineralization at Madsen. So it's essentially sort of a, a new pod out to the northeast. And it's not necessarily new that it was never known before. You know, the team, we retained a lot of talent from the from the previous operator from the pure gold era. And they knew about the North Austin zone. We're excited about it. But once the the production switch was flipped on. There's essentially no exploration done from underground at Madsen to help grow some of these other resource areas. And so when we look at something like North Austin, it was top of mind to a lot of the geologists at the time, but they didn't have the budget to go in and drill them. So that's one of the things that we're trying to do differently is do the necessarily infill and increase our confidence in the bulk of the resource to, to find a, you know, a runway of high confidence ounces for a restart scenario. But we also want to take advantage of these near mine organic growth opportunities and North Austin is one of those. So it's a, a shallower portion of the resource, which is important for economics as far as haulage and, and things. Proximity to the surface to the portal of the crusher is always a benefit. And it's also adjacent to existing underground infrastructure. And so as we continue to advance the decline out in the East portal, we'll be providing ourselves with more platforms, more infrastructure to drill from, and, and we'll just continue to chase this thing down dip and infill as we go, if you will. And so we can rapidly go from a uh, expansion drilling program, which is what the results we most uh, recently announced were from. And then we can convert and go back in and then do an infill program and just, you know, basically convert that material into what we call mineable inventory at this time until we can, you know, actually classify it as a reserve moving forward. So, so that's why North Austin is very exciting. So since North Austin is closer to surface, could it potentially be moved earlier up in the mine plan to help feed the operation? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly how we're thinking about it. So it's it's something that could be, you know, sequenced in early on if we continue to delineate, you know, high grade mineable widths um, within the North Austin zone. Yeah, we definitely see that as something that could be, you know, become part of the uh, the life of mine plan earlier on, sooner than later. Well, Will, we won't camp out here too long, but I think we should at least mention that below the North Austin zone, the South Austin extension, there is some higher grade areas that are reminiscent of something we've talked about before, the eight zone. So there are these 
I guess, juicier pockets at depth. And one of the things that you're going to be able to do over the course of time is drill from underground instead of from surface. So maybe just speak to below North Austin that you still have South Austin. Yeah, absolutely. So North Austin, we have Austin and we have South Austin, right? And then of course there's the McVeigh zone and then and then the eight zone. And those collectively kind of make up the Madsen deposit. And uh, one of the reasons why we want to focus on, you know, the Austin, South Austin, North Austin areas near term is because we see those as being more geologically continuous a little bit less structurally complex. That was one of the, um, you know, the issues that was had with the McVeigh zone, which was the main focus of the early mining during the end of uh, Pure Gold's term there at, at Madsen, is that it was very structurally complex, actually hosted along a fold nose. That's not always a bad thing necessarily, because where you get structural complexity, you can also get a lot of high grade, a lot more dilation, a lot more things opening up, which can help concentrate grade, but you really have to have the structure defined effectively in order to mine that effectively and and minimize dilution and some of those other things. But what we see in Austin, South Austin, and also North Austin as well is it's it's more continuous. It's it's less geologically complex. But you know we still appreciate the fact that we need to go in and drill out those areas effectively in order to you know have the confidence in those zones to to put mineable shapes around them and and then get them into that high confidence category of you know, first year mine production type runway in the reserves. So that that's one of the reasons why. But as you mentioned, you know, just to touch briefly on eight zone, that's another area of a very high grade resource that's currently on the books. It's got a little over 100,000 ounces at, uh, you know, 15 to 18 grams per ton. It's quite deep. It's 12 to 1300 meters deep uh, at the Madsen deposit. It's a very hard target to drill from surface, um, and it hasn't been actually drilled from underground in recent times. So that's one of the things we're excited to get going on this year is actually getting underground from the 12 level, drilling holes that are significantly less as far as length is concerned, um, targeting the eight zone effectively from an optimal vantage point, if you will. And so we'll give ourselves the, the best shot at testing the growth potential of that, of that zone but also just confirming, you know, what we think is there is actually there. All right. So just in that recent news, the most recent news release figure two shows where that eight zone is. And you can see how deep it is compared to the rest of the system. What about other expansion targets, though? Will, anything else that you can maybe tempt us with? Yeah, for sure. Like one of the other things we're working on is um, an early stage, you know, exploration program for the, the greater Madsen property. One of the concepts that we're excited on, um, you know, pursuing this year is, you know, a third of the project area at Madsen is in the Confederation Assemblage of Rocks. And and just for the listeners that, that may or may not be familiar with that previous line of thought, I guess, or reasoning geologically in the Red Lake District is you had to be in the Balmer Assemblage of Rocks. That's where most of the past producers are hosted. So the Red Lake Complex, you know, most of the Madsen mineralization, um, other ones, Rowan, for instance. But after the, uh, you know, the Great Bear discovery at Dixie, we now know that, you know, there can be high prospectivity within the Confederation assemblage of rocks as well. So Madsen sits right along a large geologic break called an unconformity, where you have the Balmer assemblage to the northwest, and then you have the uh, Confederation assemblage to the southeast. But if you look at the, uh, the density of exploration data across our project at Madsen, you'll see uh, there's a great paucity of information off in the Confederation where there has been almost little to no work previously done. So that's one of the things we we aim to rectify this year with our field program in 2024 is we want to get out there, get boots on the ground, 
get more, um, you know, geologic information collected, do some accurate mapping, sampling across the board, really sort of a first phase of work to start defining some of these other areas. Because we know now, and it's pretty much 101 for most orogenic systems, it's all about the structure. I mean, the host rocks are important, but where you have the plumbing, you're going to be in the right place as far as um, where you can start to find gold mineralization. All right, well. Thank you very much for this update. We went across both projects there, updating everybody on the drilling that happened last year and some of the plans for this year. We'll follow up with you when more news comes out of the company and also to address any questions that people send us. Will, thank you very much for the update. Great. Thanks a lot, Corey. Thanks, Chef.